deep left into the bleachers. A two-run homer. A swing and a miss. Ball game. Liftoff. And history marches on. 22 consecutive wins. From the sports desk of the Akron Beacon Journal and Ohio.com. This is Leading Off with Ryan Lewis, a podcast on the Cleveland Indians. Santana makes the catch! Ball game! The Indians have won the American League pennant! The Cleveland Indians are going to the World Series! Now, Ryan Lewis and Dan Kadar. Hey everybody, welcome back to a new Leading Off. This is Dan Kadar from Ohio.com and of course Ryan is here as well. Ryan, how's it going today? going all right. How about you, Dan? Very good. The Indians are down to the home stretch, really, as we're recording this here on Tuesday afternoon. There are 17 games remaining. Of course, the Indians finish off these couple games in Los Angeles against the Angels, and they have another big series at home in Cleveland, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday against the Twins, and they have the punching bag Detroit Tigers after that. And then, you know, the, the last three series for the Indians, they were home versus the Philadelphia Phillies, and they're on the road to end the year with three against the White Sox and three against the Nationals, and that's going to be it. And as we record this today, Ryan, the Indians are sitting uh, five games behind Minnesota. They're a half a game out of the second wild card spot. Really, I thought, you know, if we recorded this um, before the last Minnesota series which was last Friday, Saturday, and Sunday in Minnesota, I was going to be pretty grim. And then they went in and won two out of three against the Twins, and they they won the first game of the series against the Angels. So the Indians are kind of hanging on um, to their, their playoff chances. They're, like I said, a half game out of the second wild card spot. Let's start this way and see where it takes us. If you were to describe the Indians' chances of making the playoffs in a single word, what would your word be? If we're talking about making the playoffs, yes, I think the word is or the term is coin flip hmm. right now. Um, you know, the Indians as a couple of weeks ago, the Indians had about as much momentum as any team in baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could start with the day that Corey Kluber had his setback. The Indians are still working with a lot of uncertainty um, in, in terms of, of his status and how much he may be able to contribute, um, whether, it's a, whether it's near the end of this month or it, uh, possibly even in October. And then a, roughly a week later, Jose Ramirez goes down. And, you know, it's, and you could add on uh, Tyler Naquin going down. Um, so things have kind of started to, you know, to uh, to build against the Indians and their chances. Uh, you know, right now, you know, Fangraphs project projects them to have a 47.8 percent chance as of this recording to make uh, the postseason, which is less than both the Rays and the A's. Uh, you know, and and one of the reasons for that, um, you, you can look to those injuries, but you can also look to the schedules that these teams have, and specifically. Uh, once the A's get past, you know, right now they're in a series in Houston. Once they get past that series, um, they have a very favorable schedule uh, where they will not play, you know, as of right now. Uh, the Rangers have a record close to 500, and the, the A's and the Rangers will play six games 
uh, throughout the rest of this month. But as of right now, after this series in Houston, the A's do not play uh, another series against a team with a record of 500 or better. It's a very favorable schedule. Um, and then the uh, the Tampa Bay Rays, they you know they do play the Dodgers, they do play the Yankees, they do play the Red Sox. Um, but you know they their their schedule isn't necessarily daunting either. And another thing in terms of the schedule that's really interesting uh, as it relates to the Indians is that those final three games of the season, uh, we know when, when a lot of this may be decided, the Indians will not have that DH spot in Washington. Right. Um, you know, which which means the the effect of of Fran Moraes is severely reduced. And in a lineup already without Jose Ramirez, uh, you know that's something that can really hurt, and that you know that may be a, a key factor. Um, you, you mentioned the series. If we're talking about the division race, you know the term is probably long shot. Um, and the, you know calling calling baseball games must win games is probably an overused term. Um, you know, in general, uh, this time of year it, it does apply a little more so. Uh, the Indians probably have to win this series, if not sweep the Twins, to to really put themselves in a position. Um, to really challenge for for the division, um, and that's not necessary. It's it's possible that things could, um, you know, could turn out in a positive way for the Indians, even if they don't play well. But it's probably needed to at least win this series against the Twins uh, to keep the division, um, you know, at least as as a possible option here. The Twins did receive a blow a few days ago uh, with Michael Pineda being suspended. Um, possible that that hurts them more so just in a playoff series. He likely would have been a game three starter in a series. Uh, so in terms of you know, if that's enough to, to tip the scales, um, I, I don't know about that. Things you know things are not looking good for the Indians in terms of the division. Um, and in the wild card, again, I'd, I'd go with coin flip. I'm curious to see what, you know, what, what term you, you would use, but um, you know, if, if, if it had to tip one way or the other. It's probably closer to forty nine percent than fifty one mm. right now. Yeah, my my term was outside, as in an outside uh-huh. chance of making it. That that sweep by Tampa Bay. I think when the season's over, if the Indians miss the playoffs, that is the the games that people are going to look back on and say, "Boy, you needed to." get one of those or two of those and I know you can look over the whole schedule and pinpoint you know close losses here or there where you know one play maybe changed the game but I think that series against the Rays is going to be the one where that's the team the Indians are going to have to overtake in the the A's as well obviously but that that Rays series I kind of put the I think it put the Indians on an outside chance of making it here. And you make a great point about Fran Miel Reyes in those last three games in Washington, so no DH. Do you think, you know, if you arrive at the ballpark, like for this Minnesota series, are we going to see him early before the game working out in the outfield a little better? Do you think the Indians are just going to ride with him as a pinch hitter in that last series of the season, which again, it's it's a little far off because there's 17 games left, but it's a great point. Do you think the Indians will try and work him into the the outfield at all? I think it's a possibility, but it's based on multiple factors. Um, you know, if 
if it's entering that series, you know, say in Chicago, the three games before, Reyes is totally locked in, you know, like he was in Detroit a week or two ago. If he's totally locked in and Yasel Puig is, is really scuffling, really struggling, then maybe there's enough of a, of a compelling argument to just deal with Reyes defensively for as long as you can in a game. Maybe if you're leading late, you can take him out. But if there's a compelling enough argument that you need his bat in the lineup over somebody else's who might be scuffling, Reyes, if he's, if he's hot enough at that moment at the plate, perhaps then it could become an option. Um, you know, the Indians, have, they've done some creative things before. Carlos Santana played left field in the World Series. <laughs> and, you know, Tito kind of even joked about it. Well, not joked about it, but kind of like a, a nervous laugh type situation um, where, you know, he said every ball that was hit to him, he was like, he was, you know, kind of holding his breath. And if, if Santana made a mistake, Tito's going to put that on, on him. He was gonna, Tito was going to take the blame for anything that may have happened um, in terms of an error or, or just something drastic out there. Um, you know, they've, they've done that before. I wouldn't be surprised if they're preparing it to at least be an option. Um, uh, he is not great defensively. He does not rate very well. But if there's a compelling enough argument, yeah, you know, the Indians may need to try to, to maximize everyone that they can as to, uh, you know, and to as much of a degree as they can. Um, because I, I, I kind of agree. Again, I, I said coin flip, but if, you know, things are, don't seem to be trending the right direction for the Indians based on scheduling, based on, uh, you know, their play. Uh, you read up the Rays series, even the recent White Sox series, which is one that the Indians, you know, really needed to play well. They need to take every easy game that they can. Mm-hmm. And even the games that they won, uh, one of those games, probably one of the uglier wins in Terry Francona's, uh, you know, tenure in Cleveland. Um, 18 combined walks, um, uh, some poor defensive play. It was, it was a win. It counts the same, but it wasn't exactly pretty. And the other win uh, likely would not have happened if not for Oscar Mercado's play of the year in center field that totally saved Brad Hand in the bullpen in that ninth inning. Um, so, you know, the, they, the Indians haven't quite been playing their, you know, their, their best baseball. Um, and these, these injuries are, are starting to kind of stack up at the wrong time. The scheduling is starting to stack up at the wrong time. Um, you know, they, they certainly have their work cut out for them. I, I agree with Van Graaff that the Indians have the, uh, the lowest percentage chance of nabbing one of these playoff spots, but it's also something that, again, it, it may come down to that last day or two. And, yeah, I, I could see the Indians at least trying to get creative if kind of everything falls into place. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. The way Puig's been playing and the way Reyes has been playing, I, I think I take the chance with, with Reyes to start in the outfield and maybe get replaced as a defensive replacement if, if you're winning. Right. I mean, if that's if that's continuing still, yeah. Uh, you know, Puig's really been scuffling. You know, right now, if the series was right now, yeah, and I, I think there's an argument to, to go ahead and and try him in right field and just hope that that doesn't become you know a, a key part of any game. But you you keep his bat in the lineup, and you know there's some value there right now. Mm-hmm. So since we're talking kind of about the end of the season, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves, sure, but let's keep talking about it. <laughs> let's let, go let, further. I mean, yeah, I mean, that, that's that's the, the talking point now for the Indians, <laughs> the, the end here. 
I think there's no chance they can win the division unless they sweep Minnesota and get really lucky. So we're really talking about the Probably. wild. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're really talking about the wild card here. And it's a one-game thing, which I hate, by the way. I hate a one-game playoff series, even though it would be hard to do a three-game series. But be that as it may, it's a one-game series for the Indians. Uh-huh. If, if you're Terry Francona... And you let's say everybody is is good to go. You can, you have your pick here. Would you start Mike Clevenger or Shane Bieber in a one game wild card game? So this is a really fun question, and I think for most of the season, and and you know we we were talking a little bit today to to prepare for this, and I kept looking over everything. It's you know a coin flip is kind of I guess my my term of the day. Hmm. Um, it's really close for me, and I think for most of the season I would have said Beaver, which is amazing for a guy who started the season as the number five mm-hmm. in this rotation, uh, his first full season in the big league. And you're talking about giving him the ball, uh, you know, in a in a winner go home situation. But I, you know, he's certainly earned that. He's been, uh, you know, one of the more consistent starting pitchers in baseball, not just you know on this team in this division. Um, you know, he's been tremendous. That being said, and that's certainly not a wrong answer for anyone who wants to see Bieber on, on the mound. Clevenger has been on such a roll since he's come back that I, I, I might take the ceiling over the, the floor, if that makes sense, where Bieber's been so consistent that he's probably going to throw six innings and give up two runs on five hits and strike out eight guys um, and he's and both these guys have pitched relatively well against some of the better offenses that they faced so there isn't a whole lot separating them I don't think Mike Clevenger when he's on has really found a new level it's the level that he that he was at early in the season uh, I know you were a big proponent of his in terms of if he can stay healthy his Cy Young chances that's mm-hmm. the level that he's pitched at at least in terms of being a contender for it uh, you know, based on all the evidence, if he's healthy, he's probably right in the mix of at least being a Cy Young finalist, or at least a contender for a Cy Young finalist. Um, it's it, it's a tough call, man. It, it's it's really I don't think there's a lot separating these two. Both of these guys have pitched to the level of being, you know, an ace level guy for this rotation. It's a, and it's it's quite the statement with on a team that that dealt Trevor Bauer has been without Corey Kluber and Carlos Carrasco for most of the season, that these two guys have really anchored the rotation. I think today, because he's been on such a roll, and when he's on, he, I think, has a slightly you know, higher chance of delivering you know, seven shutouts, say, in terms of giving you just consistent production. So I may give the ball to Clevenger, but it's really, really close. Yeah. I, I feel the same way. Look, I've I've made no qualms about my Mike Clevenger fanboyism here on, on leading off. So um, I, I still maintain if he was healthy the whole season, he's the Cy Young winner. And it's pretty remarkable with Bieber. I think he's going to be a finalist, really. You know, Justin Verlander is going to win the award. Mike Miner's up there, too. But after that, I, I think Shane Bieber is, is maybe the best pitcher in the American League for the entire season. So... Got a shot. I mean, you've yeah. got Justin Verlander and Garrett Cole, and you know, Houston yes. very well. The 
depending on how this finished out, they they may have won two in the in the Cy Young race. Yeah. Uh, the Rangers also have have a duo, um, and then you've got Charlie Morton in Tampa, and and probably Shane Bieber. You know, in that discussion, and Mike Levinger is likely pretty high up on that list if he stays healthy, based on what we've seen. Yeah. Um, yeah. Those two have have just made such a statement um, on this year, and it's you know it's a credit to them that you know we're having this discussion, and I I, I think it's pretty close. Um, and it, it can also be something where the Indians just ride the hot hand, you know, True. on yeah. on uh, you know routine and schedule and recent performance, and and that determines it to where they don't have to lock themselves into anything at this point. Right. Yeah. We're like I said, we're getting a little ahead on this one, but I think it's a it's an interesting talking point. You certainly can't go wrong with Bieber. I just I just like Clevenger a lot. I, I think he's nails. Um, Ryan, anything else before we close out a little short one this week? No, no. Just one more thought on that, though. The, sure. the fun element is if Corey Kluber would be healthy in this scenario. Yeah. But he didn't have a setback, and he's pitching pretty well. Um, you know, is there enough time to where you trust him? And I, I it, it's an interesting element to where, you know, I'm someone who I, I know there are a lot of fans out there that are not happy with Corey Kluber's postseason performance the last couple of years. But if you're going to add that as a factor, you also have to consider the run that he was on in 2016 when he carried that rotation. It was Corey Kluber, Andrew Miller, and Cody Allen to a very large degree carried that pitching staff through to Game 7 of the World Series. When Kluber was pitching that Game 7, uh, not only on short rest, but short rest for the second consecutive time. Um, so, you know, it's that's kind of the, the fun scenario. It, it looks like that's not going to you know, become the case where it's, uh, you know, Corey Kluber is certainly not going to be stretched out to, to start that game unless it's a Unless he makes a very quick recovery here and they use an opener type situation, but I think they have the options to where they don't need to force that. Again, it's it's a credit to Clevenger and Bieber. It it really is, and we will talk more about the Indians next week. Like I said, they got the big series coming up at home against the Twins as part of a nine-game homestand before they end the season on the road with a couple series, and it's still interesting. So. The Indians are, if nothing else, a, a fun roller coaster this season. We will talk about that more next week here on the Leading Off Podcast. Make sure you're following Ryan on Twitter. He's at by Ryan Lewis. You can find all of his work and more over at Ohio.com slash Indians. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll talk to you next time.